and welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay and she's Sarah and we are marine biologists in recovery and today we are continuing with Sigourney Weaver Month and also Spooptober with Ghostbusters. Yes, that's right. Two Ghostbusters for Two the price of one. No waiting. Six, six Ghostbusters. Eight Ghostbusters. I don't know how many Ghostbusters there were. Eight. Many Ghostbusters. Many Ghostbusters. So we did original 1984 and the 2016 reimagining. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of because it's not in the same timeline. It's confusing because the new one. Yeah, it's like a reboot. Yeah, the new one is a sequel. Oh yeah, the one that's coming out like right now. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes, we did not do that one. No, we watched. It's not out yet. We the watched. dudes and the ladies. And the ladies. Which is way better than it has credit for because of yes. the horrible bros in the world yeah. ruining everything. Don't, yeah, don't listen to Rotten Tomato reviews or whatever. Yeah. It's, as, it's equal quality to the original mm-hmm. one. Yeah. It just, it stars women, which mm-hmm. is upsetting for some people. Yep. And it's like... Modern times, so it doesn't have the, like, 80s nostalgia factor exactly. of the original. Yeah. But, like, it's the same quality. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, like... It's really funny. Very and... funny, very enjoyable, quite bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm going oh, yeah. to apply those describers to both movies. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it today, and I'm like, it's hard for me to call original Ghostbusters bad because it is so nostalgic and such an important part of my life. Yeah, no, exactly. So, but I also... Literally never watch Ghostbusters 2 because it is bad and it's just bad. Like, there's nothing entertaining oh, about yeah. it. So, no, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah, which is why we did the one with the women. Also, we uh, had you seen it before? I'd seen it once. I think I watched it during lockdown. So who knows what gotcha. that was. Yeah, I'd never seen it. So it was very fun. Mm-hmm. I love all the, all the actors in it. Yeah. They're all so great. Chris Hemsworth is uh, amazing. Chris Hemsworth's amazing. Kate McKinnon oh is my just She's so a amazing. delight. I'm going to start calling Pringles salty parabolas. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah, and her, her like, crazy faces are really good. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Melissa McCarthy, we knew she was amazing. Leslie Jones, like, yeah. really shines in this movie. Of course. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it was all around great. Mm-hmm. We could explain the plot separately, but that would be repetitious because the plots are almost mm, exactly the same basically the same yep like the details are different but yeah 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 scientists disgruntled disgraced thrown out of university because they're hunting ghosts they find a ghost Mm -hmm. and then they decide to learn more and hunt ghosts they go to find a building somehow have money find more ghosts hunt them big ghost at the end they solve it they're heroes. Ta-da! Then the song plays. Slimer's yes, there. The song, the song is the, an important part, and also Slimer. Slimer's an important like, part. Yeah. Yeah. I know, because Slimer in the newer one comes way later. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are they not having Slimer in this movie? I was pretty sure it was he was in there because, like, the promotional materials. But, like, yeah. you can't have a Ghostbuster movie without no, Slimer. without he's, Slimer. He's very important. He's the, 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 the main character. Have I ever told you my lunchbox story from kindergarten grade one no so i don't think it's slimer but with the animated the cartoon 
I mm. I must have been. I think that I think it's Slimer in the cartoon. No, I know, but like the lunchbox, I tried to oh. trade my Barbie lunchbox for a Ghostbusters lunchbox when, <gasps> with the kid in. It must have been grade one because we had lunchboxes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It didn't work. But no, I'm not surprised. I am still sad about it. I'm like I'm I'm both not surprised that it didn't work and also not surprised that you wanted a Ghostbusters, wanted a lunchbox. Ghostbusters lunchbox because I was like just an, like I'm two and a bit years older than Lindsay. Yeah. And like three school years ahead of her. And I just missed like little kids watched the Ghostbusters cartoon. Mm. I was into the movie, but the cartoon was kind of, and I mean, part of that maybe was just our house. Like we didn't really have, I didn't know that there was TV channels other than PBS for a long time. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So yeah, I've never really watched the Ghostbusters cartoon other than sort of bits and pieces. But yes, I know I understand the obsession because uh-huh. they're awesome. Of course. They're fantastic. Slimer's yeah. the best. It's like how I, uh, my, my people ask me what my favorite Ninja Turtle is. I say Splinter. Yeah. Um, he's a Ninja Turtle just because he's not a turtle. Exactly. Like, geez, don't be so discriminatory yeah. against rats. <laughs> Who teach karate. Oh, man. Um, anyway. Good times. Straight from the point. So, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Actually... The proton packs, they talk a lot about, like, ions, ionization, positrons, lots of science yeah. mumbo-jumbo, uh-huh. phlebotinum, wonder, wonderflonium, all of those things. Yeah, the who's-its and the what's-its and yeah. the technobabble. Yeah. In both movies, of course, and... But there actually is some science behind it, so this is what I found. This is referencing the 2016 one, so the science is just modern, but kind of, like, you know, physics with electrons and neutrons and stuff those don't really change ever no because that's how we're all made up but anyway yeah so ghosts are made for from psychokinetic energy which is comprised of electrons neutrons and ectoplasm both electrons and ectoplasm have a negative charge which means ghosts are negatively charged so the proton pack emits a particle stream consisting of protons and raw nuclear energy the electric charges attract trapping the ghost in the stream like a lasso and then they get sucked into the trap, like the ghost trap thing, where, mm. which inside is positively charged laser grid, which keeps the ghost trapped. So cool. So yeah, yeah. like it's ba- it's like super basic positive and negative charges. Yeah. Which is super, makes me feel good about it because there are like all of the, even all of the words I recognize, but I was still like, I don't know enough about physics to remember these yeah. words. <laughs> Yeah, it's all in there somewhere. Protons, positive charge. Electrons, yeah. negative charge. Neutrons, no charge. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... That's, yeah. Yeah. If you can understand that, you can understand electricity. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of... Like, there's a whole, whole other article about the original movie about do ghosts have electronic magnetic fields and, like, mm. how do they detect them and all this stuff. And you can look at it from the show notes if you want to dive further in into the science mm. of detecting ghosts. Indeed. If you yes. are making some Ghostbuster a Ghostbuster club, let us know. I can Indeed. I can fashion the proton pack out of a shoebox. I've done it before. So <laughs> So good. Yes. Yeah, this is however uh, a nature podcast, mm-hmm. not a, a physics podcast. Although there was a lot more physics in chemistry and there's a lot more chemistry in biology and all that like cascading. Like it, it's all physics in the end. Yeah. So I thought we would start off on the subject of electricity, we can talk about bioelectricity. Ooh. So you can have like electrical signals and electrical potential, which is basically like 
a charge difference between positive and negative ions. Like that can be anywhere. Like, I don't know, the potato clocks or the lemon clocks or whatever, where you put like two probes in a lemon and use it as a battery. That's just because there's like positive and negative ions and mm-hmm. they sort of line up and they, they circle around and make electricity. That's all electricity. So you can have that inside of your body in lots of places. The whole topic of bioelectricity is really complicated, needs diagrams, <laughs> needs a lot more like education about like all of the things it does. But the probably the easiest one to understand that most people like kind of know about is that your heart runs with bioelectrical signals. Yeah, which is the thing. That's how yeah. Iron Man worked, I think. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So you have like heart's electrical systems. It would be easier if I could show you a picture, but basically you you have like a a sinoatrial node, which is like the pacemaker. So when people get like an artificial pacemaker, it's because their sinoatrial node isn't working very well, so they like replace it with an elect like a man-made one or human-made one. And then that sounds an electrical impulse and then the top parts, the atrium, atria, contract. And then there's another node, the atrioventricle, atrial ventricle node, AV node. Mm-hmm. And it's it like forwards the signal and then that makes the lower ones pump and then it sends it back to the atria. So it just like is a cycle yeah. of the two different nodes. It's very cool. And that's your heart pumping. Um, and that's, yeah, and that's your heart. And that's right like now. Oh, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's like little bits of electricity bumping around your heart, making yeah. all the things happen. Yeah, that's how, that's um, why you can be electrocuted, because there's electricity inside of you. Yeah, there's there's other reasons that you can be electrocuted too, but speaking of electrocuted, <laughs> you might have guessed that we were going to talk about electric eels once we started talking about bioelectricity. Electric eels are cool. Have we talked about them on the podcast? I feel like we I have. feel like maybe, but I don't know. We've spent a lot of our lives talking about electric eels. I know, eels. that's the thing. So, we where we met originally was a facility that um, had electric eels, and then I have since looked after electric eels a little bit. Electric eels are freshwater fish that are not eels. Um, yeah. They Welcome are to related the naming to, of the ocean. Indeed, they're more closely related to catfish than eels. Um, they're very cool. They found out in 2019. They thought that there was only one species of electric eel, and then 2019, they're like, oh, no, wait, there's three. Um, yeah, yeah, they discovered two more species of electric eels. I think it was like they just realized that all the electric eels that they'd been looking at were in three different species, not one species. It's not like there was like some secret population. Okay, yeah, there's always... they never seen. You got to differentiate about how they're, like, we actually found a new yeah. one, or... Described, we... I think. They described, yeah, described two new species. They didn't discover them in 2019. They... Yeah described and realized that there were they're different two three species in what they thought was one species mm-hmm. yeah ba- oh yeah they they decided this based on dna divergence different mm. ecology different habitats different anatomy different physiology and different electrical ability so like yeah. pretty distinct that's, that's a lot I feel yeah like maybe we should everything. have done that found that out earlier <laughs> a little bit a little bit but they were so focused on figuring out the electricity that they yeah, didn't it's... figure out the other stuff yeah so electric eels, other than the electrical producing part, are really cool because they are actually air breathing fishes, mm. which isn't actually that unusual, especially in um, freshwater rivers. Like, so uh, these guys are found in South America, like the Amazon river basin and stuff. So yeah, and then they have there's they have three massive abdominal organs that produce electricity and it makes up 80% of their body, those three oh. organs. Like, basically, they have a body for making electricity. That's 
really all they do. They can, they can have low voltage discharges or high voltage discharges, which basically like their organs are just like these certain cells that are like line up so that a current of ions can flow through them. And then they're stacked like batteries so that it adds up to like a bigger potential difference. You have like a higher concentration of electrons in one side than the other. They're very strange. So, um, but yeah. they have, they just have that to multiply the electricity that most, that we all would have? Uh, or yeah, have like it's, it's the same, no, it's the same like chemical, okay. it's like chemically produced electricity. Yeah, so it's like these ion channels and it's just sodium that reverses the polarity. But yeah, their brain just triggers it to like go out of their body right. because mm-hmm. it's like a strong electrical potential difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're basically like, they line up all their cells to make a, an eel-shaped battery. No, that's um, yeah, and then they're in the water, so water yep. transports electricity. They can produce a big enough shock to kill humans. It's very unusual. Usually, they make more of a small shock for stunning their prey or lighting yeah. a Christmas tree at a facility where they are living. <sighs> yep, 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 <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, they are. Uh, they they are like really cool. Even aside from the electricity, you've got to be like careful about going in their exhibit with them. <laughs> Safety. Lots of rubber. <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So basically they just use electricity to stun their prey. Yeah. And one of the new species is a is capable of generating 860 volts of bioelectricity. Oh my goodness. Which is a lot. That like, is a lot. I don't know. Here in North America, like most plugs are 120 volts. So. Jeez. Yeah. So we can charge your phone. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. To, yeah. Yeah. But only for a very short But like time. for a second. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. Short term. But yes, any more conversations about electricity needs diagrams or I don't know when I used to teach about electricity to elementary school kids, we used like balls and the kids would like be in a circle, like a circuit and they would pass the balls as though they were electrons. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's my level of understanding of electricity. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the circuits uh, in yeah. grade nine science. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, now on to where where our hearts truly lie, mm. which is slime and mucus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that if you've seen Ghostbusters, you know that there's a mm. lot of slime. So much slime in it. Mm-hmm. So mucus is a slippery aqueous secretion produced by and covering mucous membranes. So you uh, produce mucus, as you yes. would know if you've. Sneezed, although sneezing isn't normal. I never sneeze. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, epithelial cells make mucus. Most of our body, like our whole body is covered in epithelial cells and Mm -hmm. skin, but also your digestive system is also the outside of your body. So therefore also covered in epithelial epithelial cells. So that's how your your nose and your stomach can both make mucus because they're all epithelial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so lots of different animals, amphibians, fish, snails, slugs, other invertebrates, that's like most of the animals, I don't know, also yeah. produce external mucus as a protection mm. from against pathogens and sometimes help in movement. They can also, some fish use mucus to line their gills. Plants mm-hmm. produce something similar, which is mucilage. Mucilage. Mucilage? Oh, what about mucilage? Anyway, that sounds like a, yeah. like the thing you fight, used to take to fight colds. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's not a coincidence. No, that's true. 
Yeah. So I think it's mucilage. I don't know. I don't know. This article is mainly about humans. Indeed. Which I guess we yeah. can talk about, but humans are boring. Yeah, humans are boring. Mostly I want to talk about hagfish. Yeah, yeah, um, let's talk about hagfish. So and, mucus and slime are different, yeah. basically, is the story. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, so hagfish slime is mucus plus. Yeah. It's like a little bit mucus of mucus. 2.0. A, a lot of water and then some really specialized proteins. I'm going to link. It's one of the best pieces of short science writing ever. No. This It's called No One is Prepared for Hagfish Slime by Ed Young. And it's in the Atlantic. And it's it's just a great piece of writing. Fantastic. So like if you care about hagfish slime or just weird stuff in general, you should read it. So have we talked about yeah. hagfish before? I don't think so. I think we might have talked about jawless or like the existence of jawless fishes. Mm, maybe that. Maybe that, that's when we talked about eels, and that's why that's ringing a bell. Oh, maybe. Who knows? So, hagfish. I'm trying are a boneless fish, which is uh, confusing because fish yeah. are vertebrates, but that definition is about spines and spinal cords, yeah. not actually. Yeah, they have about a spinal cord, bones, not vertebrae. Yeah, like sharks don't have any bones mm-hmm. either. It's a whole lot of things. Taxonomy. Yeah. If you want to hear more complaining, listen to the Whale Tales podcast. (laughs) Yeah. So hagfish are one of the first fish to exist Mm. on the evolutionary timeline. And so they don't have any real fins. And they're just like a long tube. Yeah. With a big, like, creepy jaw. Sort of like a sucker mouth. Yeah, a sucker mouth. They produce a lot of slime. They are one of the first fish to eat whales when whales, mm. or anything really, when stuff falls to the bottom of the ocean. They're um, detritus feeders, and yes. they make this terrible crunching sound. If you've ever listened to whales being eaten, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's really hard <laughs> yeah. to describe, but they make this horrible noise. It's very but, spooky. Yeah, but they they love to go in there and to start eating, so they... Are deep sea, and they're they're just like a gray tube, and they're gross. But they're important, because they're really important evolutionary-wise, and slime-wise. decomposition-wise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so basically, in a a liter of their slime, they only release 40 milligrams of mucus and this special protein, which is... Mm one one thousandth of the amount that saliva has so it's like their slime is almost entirely water except it has these really slim long stretchy proteins yeah. that run through it and so it's almost like liquid spider web or something it's Ugh. so weird feeling i can't even explain i really want everybody to be able to feel it at some point but it's just so weird like you can put your hand in it and you can like move it around like it's just sort of thick water but then when you try to pull your hand out it all just mm-hmm. like stretches out it's it's yeah. something it's an experience <laughs> yeah and for a long time they didn't really like they guessed why they made it but they didn't really know but now they've since found footage that basically they use this slime to like clog the gills of there would be predators. Mm. I didn't yeah. know that that's what it was specifically for. I assumed predator that's, something. That's but. one of the uses. Yeah. Cause they basically like, as they're getting like starting to get eaten, cause like the inside of a mouth of a fish is connected to their gills. Mm-hmm. So they like start gagging on the slime that's being oh. produced. Yeah. Cool. So I guess yeah. their main predators are, Guild animals. Yeah, sharks and fish and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, so gross. Hmm. So gross. 
so gross. And so yeah, cool. but then you're like, how do they get out of their own slime? And they just tie themselves in a knot and use one yes. part of their body to like slide it off the other part it's of their so body. It's so crazy. And then like, away. it's such a weird thing. Like, and this yeah. is the thing. Like, they don't have any bones, so they're able to do this. They literally, like, I've seen they, it. They, they do just, have, they do have some they have, bones. They have like they don't... some, but they're similar to sharks. It's more like cartilage. Not a oh, lot of bones. Yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, they have bones. even less than hard parts. They kind of just have like bones that are just like in their body but not really attached to like a skeleton i guess yeah Yeah. it's like they they have bones but not really a skeleton um they're very strange but but yeah they just tie themselves in a knot which is like such a weird thing just in general if you think about like evolution Mm -hmm. and time frames on that like when hagfish came into being and you know like and all like this is like convergent evolution of knots basically like hagfish learned how to tie knots and then whatever amount of millions of years later we came along, we're like, what could yeah. we could do with this rope? Like 550 million years ago. Yeah. It's yeah. Such so a like strange thing. Hagfish ancestors 550 million years ago, like diverged from all the other vertebrates before we figured out, yeah, like jaws and spinal cords or spinal mm-hmm. columns. Yeah. But then they also think that they might have lost a bunch of traits, like mm. scales, eyes. Yeah, bones. they don't have any scales. Yeah. They're just they they're just gray. They're tubes. just a gray tube of yeah. slime. They have teeny tiny, like, eye dots. Like, they're, yeah, they don't really care about anything other than making slime and eating dead whales. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a party. Yeah, um, oh, I'm sure they eat other things. They're very cool. They are very, very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, and very appropriate for yes. spooky times. Very spooky. Okay, so I guess, I don't know. Now we get to the controversial part of the episode? Yeah, I don't, know. Let's I don't think do it's it. actually controversial. I but. don't think it's controversial either, but. A big part of these movies, which is a plot point, but is actually based kind of in reality, is Mm -hmm. discrediting scientists. So both sets of these people, even though they actually have proof at the point where they are thrown out of their respective universities. Yeah. So they're discredited. They're told that they're not fit to be scientists and all that kind of thing. The government tells them to like, to the government in the, especially in the newer one, the, the mayor basically tells them like we're gonna discredit you so that there's not like a massive panic about ghosts yeah even though like you have proof but we're just Mm -hmm. gonna make it seem like you're total crackpots yeah yeah which was interesting so then you know we went looking for other examples Mm -hmm. (laughs) because this has happened oh yeah well like you know maybe well i guess government technically the first person that comes to mind is galileo oh yeah that was government i mean it was church government government. church government. government yeah but, like, also, same reason. Totally, like, because people didn't, they didn't want people to freak out about. Yeah, or, like, lose their belief in God. Lose their or, belief, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's, yeah, I'm sure there's even more than we know about mm-hmm. um, in here. But, like, the guy who first figured out about continental drift. Oh. The Gregor Mendel, the guy who discovered, like, genetic inheritance. Mm-hmm. Oh, which also is, leads back to Darwin. Mm. So Darwin wasn't discredited, but he felt really bad because everyone was still like up in the nuts after his book came out because he was a religious person. And then he was like, what have I done? And maybe it's not true because God and all of this stuff. And then he he died with Mendel's paper that proved his theory. Still technically a theory if you really want to get into that. Well, but yeah, (laughs) proved evolution was on his desk. But Mendel was also discredited because, again, Evolution, bad, are ahead of a church. Indeed. 
But the one I really wanted to talk about is this guy, and I hadn't really heard his name, but I'd heard the story. Um, he was a Hungarian physician named Ignaz Semmelweis. And he, yeah, he was an obstetrician. So he was working in like a labor and delivery clinic. And basically he didn't really know why, but he figured out that if the doctors washed their hands between like doing surgery on somebody's like disgusting wound or like dealing with a dead body and then like helping a woman give birth, Mm. if they washed their hands between those, the women went from having like a 20 to 30% mortality rate to like a like five to ten percent mortality rate he had he had no idea why everybody like all of his other doctors thought that he was just like that he was saying that the doctors were gross and disgusting Mm -hmm. and that was why they and it's like and then now with like germ theory of course we know that washing hands is yes it may may have come up a couple of times (laughs) recently yeah when when was this uh this was in the 1840s yeah yeah so people were washing themselves but like decently regularly ish well, if you had the means. Yeah, but it was it, you were washing yourself just so that you were like for like presentational purposes. Yeah, not exactly. For like, that was yeah, that was my point. Like, not even yeah. for smell because they would cover it up. Yeah, but no, yeah, yeah, no. I think it was literally so that you didn't have mud on your face. Exactly. Kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. But that was really it. Like the cleanliness part wasn't a thing. Yes. Yeah, he was, and yeah, he was basically he was harassed in his medical community, fired from his job, and then he like checked himself into a lunatic asylum. Oh no! Where he died probably because he was beaten by the doc by the guards there. And oh then, my god! Yeah, like just so so crazy. Like, and looking at this graph, it's crazy. Like the women at this hospital, like if they came and were gonna get checked in to the, where there was doctors rather than midwives, because the midwives only delivered babies they were dealing with like corpses and yeah yeah. so if they realized that they were going to get checked into the clinic with the doctors they would like just choose to have their babies like on the street (laughs) oh god yeah yeah oh well i'm glad that 200 years later this guy Mm -hmm. is up there or wherever he is just like Mm -hmm. fucking yeah told you guys yeah yeah oh so crazy saves the day Um, yeah and you know still to this day we have to remind people to wash their hands Mm mm-hmm as well as other things. All the other things, yes. Mm-hmm. But yes, germs. Yeah, they are germs. out there. Indeed. But a mm, little bit here and there. They're out there and they're hopefully not coming for you. I mean, they are, but you, there's they things are, that you can do to you protect yourself. <laughs> so one important part of both Ghostbusters, but mainly the original, is of course mm. our hero of the hour and all time, Sigourney Weaver. Um, all time. Sorry, she is yes. amazing. Like I was just watching like yeah. when she's possessed, like the acting is incredible. So good. And also her like sparkly orange off the shoulder number. Oh no, it's so I good. Really like it for I a know, Halloween costume, like, not for like That's exactly what I was just like, like that would be a great Halloween costume. I know. My hair is too straight and yeah. flat, but yes. No, no yeah, then you so could go with a bunch of good. Ghostbusters. It would be amazing. Ugh. And somebody yeah. could be a marshmallow man. Oh my god. Amazing. Yeah, and then she was so funny. She spoiler alert has a cameo yeah, in, in the, the other one at the very end. They all and, do. Spoiler oh, alert. Yes. But hers is the best one. Hers is the best one because she's amazing. Yeah, she was hilarious in that. But I know. I want just... more because it's her and Kate McKinnon and I just mm-hmm. want them to have a like buddy cop, men- not buddy like, cop, but like mentor, mentee, like shenanigans adventure oh movie. Goodness. Yeah. Amazing. Like a prequel of Kate McKinnon's character. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. 
Yeah. She's basically incredible in everything she does, which Mm -hmm. you already knew. True fact. But yeah, just watching it and just like everything Bill Murray does in that movie, well, first of all, is horrible. But it's also Mm -hmm. ad-libbed, which is rough to work with. And then also makes me realize not for the first time that he's probably exactly like that in real life. Which means he's probably hard to be around if you're a woman who looks like Sigourney Weaver. (laughs) I would assume so. Yeah, I know. The the Bill Murray Sigourney Weaver stuff was just like, ugh. Like, a woman saying she's not interested doesn't mean try harder. (laughs) No, the only time I appreciated it was that he was quippy, but like super common like, asking the correct questions when she was possessed. Like, that was the only time that I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe you're actually a decent scientist under all of yes. that disgustingness. Yeah, yeah. but, yeah, but, learn learn to be better, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so. Good times. Good times. Good Sigourney times. Weaver month. We should do it every year. Indeed. I think we're out of science Sigourney Weaver movies. Except but. for one. There is no science in it, but neither did this, and we found some stuff. What one? Galaxy Quest. Oh, right. It's, I mean, there's science. There's no nature in it. That's true. Yes. We're out of That's nature-y true. Sigourney Weaver movies. That's true. Oh, uh, let's Someday. <laughs> Someday. If we're going to gush about the hot woman in mm. Ghostbusters original, we have to gush about the hot man, because quality. Yes. So let me just talk about how hot Chris Hemsworth is. <laughs> He's he's hot, but also like so intentional, he's so funny, and careful at playing like yeah a really dumb character. He's, like yeah yeah yeah. It it was very comedic. It was very it was very well done. As it was very it was very intentional. Like it was very clear that he was playing like the himbo counterpart mm-hmm. to not the character in the original yeah. Ghostbusters because she's quite funny and good, but just like yeah. generic generic receptionists. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. He was great. The um, poking his hand, finger through his eye, his glasses and the <laughs> Mike hat thing. Those were improved by Chris Hemsworth, which uh, makes me love him even more than I already it did. So funny. Yeah. yeah. And there's a full dance scene in the credits, which like, just go watch that. I know. Sad. I was like, are they just, yep. No, they just let him, they're just recording the whole dance and putting it on the credits for us all to enjoy. Yep. It was lovely. It and was. Yes. And it's like he's he's attractive, like for sure. But then also like add in the comedy and the physical mm-hmm. comedy, and yeah. it's just yeah. It, it makes, yeah. It's and he better. also does a does a good job acting when he is possessed. Like he's also yeah. like you know we talk a yeah, lot yeah. about him, and he's obviously pigeonholed, but he's actually a good actor. So mm-hmm. there's that too. Yeah, good job everybody. Indeed, good job <sighs> everybody on their acting. Anyways, if you have thoughts on slime and electricity and maybe don't put the two together but you know let us know if you do um you can reach out to us on social media we're at nature finds a pod on facebook instagram and twitter or you can check out our website naturefindsapod.com don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or leave us a rating and review so that other people can hear about the show we will be back in two weeks with contact Ooh, Ooh. be interesting i've never seen contact you've never seen contact i've seen contact i wasn't into space as much as you were Ugh. in the 90s. I don't think anybody was. No, lots of people I know, were. lots of people were. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's such a good movie. Um, I would also recommend the book, but we're going to do the movie yeah. for the podcast because we're busy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. But in the meantime, stay, stay sciencey, sciencey friends. friends. And stay, stay spooky, spooky friends. friends. I did have a note here from Egon that said, I collect spores, mold, and fungus as a hobby, which... MFU. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stay spooky, friends. Okay, Be safe. Bye. Bye.